Say amen at the corner, hey, hey, say amen at the corner, hey. What's up, guys? DB here, Golf Addicts. It's the Tour Junkies, Augusta National Golf Course breakdown. Everything you need to know, nothing you don't. If you're going to be betting or playing DraftKings or a Calcutta or whatever it is for the Augusta National and the Masters Tournament, I got my old caddy hat on. There it is, number 192. 192 DB caddy hat. I'm going to caddy you around this bad boy, all right? I got player quotes I'm about to read to you. At the end, I'm going to tell you something, a rumor that I'm hearing about how the golf course is going to be set up differently this year for the Masters than it has in the past, as well as a very key player quote that I think will tell you something about some of these younger players who are just now playing the Masters for the first or second time. You're going to want to stick around for that. But for now, let's get to it. All right, I got some key features. I got some key stats i've got some trends to look at and i got a bunch of player quotes so this will be a little bit longer than i normally do it i try to keep it around 15 minutes i think we might go a little long here but it's the masters right that's what you're here for it's the Masters, and everybody thinks you know we're we're everybody everybody thinks you know we we know augusta all right but it's a good reminder it's a good reminder i did caddy there for a couple years in college i live in augusta tour junkies based in augusta uh, I've got some good friends that are still caddies in Augusta. I was talking to a couple of them last night. Let's get with it. Key features of Augusta National Golf Club. It really requires all facets of the game. All, all cylinders clicking, and that's what we've seen every year. Precision iron play and short game are truly a must to avoid the big numbers when they're out here because there are some holes that present some big number opportunities. And you got to position yourself for the birdies and take advantage of those birdie opportunities at Augusta National. And it ranks as the sixth hardest course on the uh, on the PJ Tour, including majors, since 2015. It's pretty open off the tee. There aren't too many penalty shots when you look at penalty shots assessed since 2015 when they started keeping track. Not a whole lot of penalty shots from errant tee shots, but the course can obviously play lengthy. And just because you're not out of bounds doesn't mean that you're not going to pay a price as you attempt to approach these difficult, difficult greens. The large, undulating, bent grass green surfaces run around 13 to 14 on the stem meter. We're all familiar with these, these greens, right? They act as really the primary defense on the course. And the tiers as you approach these greens uh, or as you have to chip on them play a massive factor in either feeding balls closer to the hole or pushing them away. They're pretty tricky to read and typically give the veterans an, an edge and advantage over time. And Augusta National is one of those few courses with a sub-air system built underneath that allow Augusta National officials to really get them as dry and fast as they want them to be, even uh, in rain. Uh, now, if it downpours and it's just really gnarly, then it can become difficult. But the sub-air allows the tournament officials to keep it as firm and fast as they want. And these greens are going to be mint. Uh, right now in Augusta, not a whole lot of rain. Uh, we've not seen a whole lot of rain. I'm, I'm recording this the week before the Masters. Uh, and it, this whole week looks to be pretty dry. I think the golf course is going to play firm and fast like it did in 2021. Uh, let's look at some, uh, some key stats and trends. Data Golf ranks Augusta National as the most predictive course on the PGA Tour, including majors, since 2015 in terms of how you should weight course history. I probably didn't word that the best, but basically Data Golf says if you're going to weight course history, Augusta National is the course that is the poster child for us, you know, for course history believers. There are some people out there that don't believe in it, like they think it's Sasquatch or something. There are some that do. Uh, we are in the boat that do. Datagolf does have Augusta National as the third hardest strokes gain putting course and most difficult 
strokes gained around the green course since 2015 on the PGA Tour, and that includes all majors as well. So obviously, very tough to chip on, chip on and around these, you know, around these greens uh, at Augusta National and very hard to putt them. It also ranks as the 16th hardest greens and regulation course at around 63% average greens and reg. That's, on, that's around the same number as Harbortown, Quail Hollow, which hosts the Wells Fargo, uh, and then the Innisbrook Copperhead course, which hosts Valspar. Uh, that's all since 2015 on the, on the PJ Tour, including majors. The average fairway width at Augusta National, we're going to talk a lot about off the tee game here, fairways here in a second. Got a couple of player quotes that speak to this as well. The average fairway width at Augusta National is 46 yards. It ranks as the fifth widest fairway uh, average course just behind the plantation course at Kapalua. And I mean, if you're familiar with Kapalua, like guys just absolutely pound, um, I mean, absolutely pound fairways at Kapalua because it's wide open, wide open, except there's a lot of wind there and there's really not typically a lot of wind here. Uh, I do want to remind the, the people, uh, this is what I want to know. This, I think this is fun. In the comment section, I want, I want to remind you to hit the thumbs up button, like, subscribe here to the channel. I do these course breakdown videos every single week. Um, and of course, more content where that comes from here on the YouTube channel or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. But I, I have a funny comment I want to I know. Truly, I mean honestly, what would you pay to play Augusta National? Like, Let's just say the Augusta National said, you put in your bid, okay? And, and, and we're going to draw people at random or whatever. But, but whatever number you submit that you are willing to pay to play Augusta, you and, th- you and three friends, okay? Whatever number that is that you're willing to pay, if we select you, you have to pay it, okay? So that means you got to be able to stroke the check and you got to be comfortable with it. I want to know what that number is. Put it in the comments. I think that could be very interesting. All right, let's look at some more key stats and trends. Going back to kind of the fairways and off the tee, Data Golf ranks Augusta National as one of the easiest courses since 2015 when playing from the rough off the tee, so around the fairways. So, and and I'm going to talk to you about the rough here and some rumors I'm hearing at the end. But typically what we see is the rough at Augusta, not that bad. All right, that's what we see. Data Golf has the average driving distance at Augusta National at 294 yards. That's pretty long uh, in terms of average driving distance, along with Kiowa, Detroit Golf Club, and Quail Hollow. That's kind of where it falls in the ranking. And the average fairways that are hit at Augusta is around 67.5%. That's uh, on par with Bay Hill PGA National. Um, that's since 2015. This is, a, this is a key stat as well, I think. Over 52% in 2021 alone, the 2021 Masters, we didn't get a lot of this data before 2021. Um, the Masters like, keeps all the strokes game data. But over 52% of all approach shots in 2021 came from 175 yards and longer. The number of shots from 150 to 200 yards was much greater than an average week on the PGA Tour, while wedge shots from 75 to 150 were significantly lower than the average on the PGA Tour. So lots, lots of mid-irons, long irons, Obviously, some of that accounts for approaching these par fives, but on average, when you look at a regular course on the PGA Tour rotation, uh, you're going to see longer irons into these holes and these guys approaching uh, with longer clubs in hand. All right, let's get to some player quotes. I got a number of these today, and I'm going to try to summarize and not read them word for word, but you can look at them here on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. You can pause it, check that out. Patrick Cantlay, 
Uh, he says, you know, I used to think that this was a too much of a shot maker's course, is what he would say. And now he's more comfortable w- with hitting his stock shot wherever it fits. And he says, the golf course is so big that there's a lot of space for your stock shot. What he's meaning is, for, if you hit a fade, hit a fade. If you hit a draw, hit a draw. That it doesn't necessarily command you to hit one way or the other. So he says, just really realizing that you don't need to curve the ball as much as you would imagine growing up and watching it on TV. He goes on to say, it's a really big ballpark. The only real, uh, what does he say? So the really only closest tee shot, uh, tightest tee shot, maybe the 18th hole where it feels like you've really got to hit your line. But other than that, you can hit it almost anywhere with whatever shape you want off the tee. You hear a lot about guys saying you need to turn it right to left. This is Patrick Cantlay. But there's been plenty of guys that have hit left to right and played just fine here and won. So I think that's just because it's such a big course, you can hit whatever shot you want, and the ball doesn't curve as much as it used to. And guys are hitting it higher and straighter now more than ever before. Those are the words of Patrick Cantlay. All right, continuing uh, on with our player quotes. Mark Leishman and Aussie who's had a lot of success here. He says, uh, I, I feel like that's when I've played my best golf around here, when it's been firm and fast. I remember 2013, it was very firm like this. I think it rewards good and punishes bad shots more when it's like this. And the more you know the course, I think the bigger advantage it is when it's like this. If it's soft, maybe there's not a whole lot of local knowledge that comes into it, but I feel like when it's firm and fast, there's places that you have to put a big red X in your yardage book and make sure you don't hit it there. Now, this is a quote from 2021. He's talking about how much firmer and faster it was playing, obviously compared to 2020 in November, but even other years. So I think the key takeaway here is if it's playing firm and fast, which right now the weather leading up to Masters Week would indicate it will be. Um, according to Mark Leishman, he says, you know, it, it's going to punish the, the wayward shots more. It's going to make the better shots that much better. And local knowledge means more if it's firm and fast. Lee Westwood, another obviously veteran of this place, I think he played in his 20th Masters last year, says it's a very strategic golf course, probably one of the most strategic because a slight miss can really get you in a lot of trouble. Uh, I mean, even a good shot hit five yards too far can get you in trouble or too short. I think it's a strategic golf course, and you have to have a good plan before you go out there. And then obviously, depending on the conditions, you adapt to that plan. If all of a sudden the greens get soft and a thunderstorm comes through, you can be more aggressive. So again, another guy talking about how the course changes when it's soft. This is, these are all things we need to file away as we approach you know, setting lineups, making our final bets for the week, playing in our Calcutta doing our pool play that we may be doing because those conditions are going to dictate maybe how we might lean towards one player or another. Let's keep on looking at some other quotes. Another veteran, Adam Scott. This is interesting because he kind of piggybacks on what Cantlay just said. He says, I think there's always been a folklore that it's a good golf course to draw the ball. Yet some of the most dominant players are typically faders of the golf ball and have done well here like Nicholas and Faldo and even Dustin winning in 2020 when he generally faded the ball. I think there's a bit of folklore about, that play, about the place. For me, I think I learned that getting too cute and artistic got me in a lot of trouble easily around here early on, and you have to do things at the right moment, but not all, but not all the time. Jordan Spieth, talking about the greens, says, I've fared really well on these greens. Yeah, obviously. Whether I've come in putting well or even in tough putting years, the ball just seems to find the hole here when I get on the putting surface. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of that has to do with my speed control. Pay attention to this because this is going to come up later from a different player. And I think it's interesting the two different players it's coming from. I think mid-range and even long-range putting and touch putting is more important here than it is just about anywhere else. I would say that over anything else has been the biggest strength 
over the years talking about his own game at Augusta. That's Jordan Spieth. Let's keep going. Uh, another quote here from Jason Day. I know it's very much a second shot golf course. I've played with countless older generation players and younger generation players, and you can definitely tell that the more you play, the better your course management gets around this place. I think I played a couple times with Freddie, talking about couples, and Bernard Longer. This is interesting. It was extraordinary to watch the way that they went around the golf course and how you don't need to be offensive, but you need to be more defensive. And it just goes against all the way the younger generation plays the game of golf now. It's more offensive-based golf courses that we typically play. And around here, you've got to be more on the defensive side. I'm somewhat teeing up the advantage that veterans have at Augusta National that is unlike any other course we see all year, any other major we see all year. Uh, and, and some of these things are, are kind of backing that. Let's keep going. A few more here. Paul Casey. I got two more, and they're, they're both from Paul Casey. Veteran here, always plays great, or typically plays very well here. There's no question the golf course suits my game. Now, if this isn't a ball strikers paragraph, I, I don't know what it is. I'm a very good ball striker. Yes, we know. I drive it well. But then there are other subtleties, you know, like off-camber lies, which I don't, I don't use camber. Never heard that, but it's a UK thing. I'm, I'm going to try to work that in. The slopes. I've always felt the ability to deliver the club repeatedly on those awkward slopes and awkward lies, and that's one of the things I do pretty well. You cannot overlook that, and I know we hear it all the time. I promise you, Augusta National, the slopes and the hills, they look so much, they're, they're so much more dramatic than what they appear on TV, and you hear that and you read that, and you don't know until you get out there and you see it for yourself, but it's very true. I mean, it's a brutal course to walk, um, I know, from experience. Um, you know, you also have to take that into account. Like, you, there are not many flat lies out there. There's not many ball at your feet, you know, flat lies. And, and there is a difference and there is an adjustment there. And I think that does factor, that, that helps your more premier ball strikers, especially iron players. Um, I think that helps. Paul Casey continues and goes on to say, this is crazy. Good angle of descent into the greens with the golf ball and good spin control. Um, now that's funny to me because good angle of descent, brother, I am just trying to hit the ball first. I'm trying not to chunk it or skull bang it. And these guys are talking about changing the angle of descent based on the situation. These guys are good. They really are. Um, I mean, there's a whole list of things, almost like a checklist I could run through. Paul, uh, Paul says, I'm not a great putter, but I'm a good touch putter, which very much assists round here. Jordan Spieth, one of the world's greatest putters, like perennially. Paul Casey, one of the most terrible putters, considering how strong his skill set is in ball striking, saying the same things, that it's really about touch putting, and it's about weight, and it's about, you know, you got, you're going to have a long putt over some humps and some buried elephants out there on the Augusta National green surfaces, and you got to be able to get it close enough to make sure you're not three-jacking this thing or you're in trouble. I think that's something to take note of that we don't normally see on the PGA Tour. One last quote here from Paul Casey. Uh, don't forget, in the comments, I want to know, what would you pay? Honestly, what would you pay? If, if Augusta National asked you, what would you pay to play out here? And you put in the number, and if they chose you, you had to pay it, what's the number? What are you paying to play up at Augusta National for one time? You and three buddies, one time, one round on the big course and the little course. I played it. This is my, this is my yardage book from when I was a caddy. And uh, at every, I played it two rounds this year, and this is number seven. And this just shows if I hit the fairway, green and reg, how many putts, 
uh, what my score was. Anyway, bogeyed seven both times, whatever. All right, let's keep going. One last quote from Paul Casey. And, and this is key. He says, this is in 2021. It's not like November. November was just very cool in its own right, but a totally different experience. And I want to talk about why I think this matters. The leaves and the setup and everything, it was a master's, but one will never see again, and I'm glad I was part of it. But this is back to what I remember, talking about 2021. Balls are going to gather in places that, if a guy hasn't been here a half a dozen years, he, he's not experienced. And the firmness and the way the strategy that you then have to implement, and again, here we go, the angle of descent and the shots and the spin control and all those things are different. I just played nine holes with Phil this morning, and he was on top form talking about he's going to attack this golf course. And Justin Rose and I talked walking down the second yesterday, and he knows how to play this golf course. Look, not that I'm not going to back the younger guys, but I would back a guy who's been here several times and is seen in Augusta National firm and fast like the one we're getting this week. That is from Paul Casey last year in 2021. We went on to see Hideki Matsuyama take it down, although we did see Will Zalatoris. Uh, finished second, have a great, a great ball striking week. Also, probably one of his better putting performances uh, in since he's been on tour, and that's not saying much. But what I wanted to point out is the November Masters. I think the November Masters was extremely different. We saw the scoring record set by DJ that year. It was obviously much softer. Conditions were very different, and I have scoured you know, transcript after transcript from these press conferences last year and, and years beyond, but all throughout last year, every single player remarked about how different the national plays when it's supposed to be played the first full week of April versus that one November. And I think if you have a player who has a young player who's maybe first masters was in November, uh, and then maybe they played in 2021, I, I just kind of think from an experience standpoint, we should probably almost throw it out. I, I, it was overwhelming the number of players that talked about how it might even be a detriment to a young player that had played in 2020 and, the, and then was coming into 2021 because of how the strategy and the approach is so different. So I think that's something to pay attention to when you're looking at course history for some of these younger players and how they performed, whether they missed the cut or they finished top five. Like I, I truly think that it's probably something we should take note of the 2020 Masters in November and not give it as much cred as we would give a 2021 Masters or a 2019 Masters to some of these young guys. All right, let's look at course horses. This is something that I run through Data Golf, where they do kind of a true strokes gained analysis. And I like to look at a minimum number of 12 rounds played. Uh, sub 12 rounds, I just want to give a little better sample size. So 12 rounds or more played at Augusta National, relevant players to this year. Um, now, Phil, no, not as relevant, but you have Spieth. This is in this order. Spieth, Tiger, Rom, Rose, Mickelson, Finau, DJ, Rory, Xander, Hideki, Kepka, and Fowler. Um, you know, you tend to see on that list guys who hit it further than most, I think. Jordan is, is really the exception. Fowler's not as long as he, not as long now as he was, but I mean, he hasn't. He's not playing the same now, but um, when he was playing Augusta well, he was a longer hitter. I just truly believe that even if it's firm and fast, I tend to lean towards the Bombers, although there are certain players who are you know, not as long off the tee that I think can do well, depending on how their, their games match up, depending on those, those mid to long iron performances the, uh, that we looked at 175 yards or beyond. Things to think about. Let's look at track hacks. 
12 round minimum guys who have not played well at Augusta National 12 round minimum in this order Hatton Terrell Hatton great putter can't get it done at Augusta Lucas Glover great ball striker can't I mean never has been able to putt Billy Horschel for some reason can't figure it out Gary Woodland a guy I would think would do well here but he's also perennially a bad putter Keegan Bradley perennially a bad putter Brandon Grace, Kevin Strillman, Shane Lowry, the Irishman, Martin Laird, Charles Howell III, Augusta Boy, Kevin Kisner, local guy, and Francesco Molinari are your track hacks there uh, in the last minimum of the last 12 rounds. Finally, I want to talk through some key stats. I've given you a lot of information here. Obviously, um, you know, the, the features of Augusta we all kind of know. Some of the data that I think I shared with you about data golf and what, what they've collected since 2015 I think is important. Go back, slow this down, watch it again, pause it, take some notes, and then, and then read through, you know, read between the lines on some of those player quotes. I think that's key. <clears throat> but let's look at some key stats for me. And, and you know, I, I may change the weighting of some of these depending on conditions, right? Like, <clears throat> if conditions are, are soft, I'm probably going to give more weight to strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, and maybe take down strokes gained around the green a little bit because these greens are going to hold better they're gonna. They're not gonna be as. They're not gonna be able to repel balls as easily if they're if it's super soft and we have a ton of rain and even the sub air systems underneath the greens can't dry it out enough. So things can change, right? But if it's really firm and fast, or it's gonna be windy. I'm probably gonna you know raise the 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 weight on around the green play. Probably put a little more emphasis in you know hitting fairways or or at least good drives gained, right? Um, so things to think about. But strokes gained approach, strokes gained around the green, strokes gained off the tee. All three of those for sure. Par five scoring, I do think the the four par fives at Augusta are amazing, uh, amazing holes. And but you got to hit, you got to score them. You got to score on those places. You got to make those birdies, especially on the weekend. Strokes came putting. Looking at bent grass performance. Looking at Augusta National historical performance per you know for those players. Um, if you don't have a lot of history to go off of there, either on bent or Augusta National, because we really don't truly play a lot of bent pure bent the way it is at Augusta on the PGA Tour, so it is a small sample size. If it's a young player that we don't have a lot of rounds for those, you know, for, for strokes game putting on bent or at Augusta, then looking at strokes game putting in very recent form and performance, performance, like how hot have they been coming into this, I think is worth a look. Uh, long-term proximity at 175 yards plus, I don't love a proximity stat, but when I, if I'm going to use it, I want it to be in a sense where it's overwhelming, the, the data is overwhelming, which we have here at Augusta, the large sample size. And then I want to look at it long term. Um, I want to know who in a large sample size, maybe 50, 75, 100 rounds, has in a lot of opportunities in those buckets been able to perform well. Bogey avoidance. I'm going to probably use that stat in every major championship. I don't use it all the time on the PGA Tour, but for a major, I think bogey avoidance is key. You're going to get a little bit of the bogey avoidance when it comes to strokes gain around the green because typically someone who checks the box there is able to get up and down and save a lot of pars, and bogey avoidance will reflect that as well. Obviously, recent form coming in is also pretty critical, and, and overall course history and course performance at Augusta National is something we're going to look at too. So <clears throat> when it comes to how much we weight those things, how we take them into account when building a model or something like that. That's something we would get into more on a podcast, something we would get into a lot within our private chat room and private Discord server that's just $10 a month or $20 or $90 a year called the Nut Hut. 
it's a beautiful place, a great community, a very active community. Literally people in there 24-7 talking it up, betting, DFS, mostly golf, but we have every other sport in there as well. Tons of players and listeners and, and members in that Discord making a ton of money betting in DFS. And that's where our Wednesday night last-minute chat happens every single week that there's a golf tournament. Uh, me and Pat get in there in the audio, and we mix it up. We answer all your questions. We, we argue. We debate. We go back and forth. We tell you what we've learned, what we've heard from our caddy friends on site about the conditions, about the golf course, about what's going on there. We talk weather changes, weather wave advantages, uh, whatever. We talk, we talk about it all in the Nut Hut, and there's a link to get going and sign up in the description of this video or in the podcast description as well. Um, and you can get in for free. If you have a Discord server account already or you want to create one, you can actually get in for free and look around. You don't have access to all the good bells and whistles, though, but you get a little bit of access, you know, a little bit of breadcrumb there to whet your appetite, and then you're going to be like, you know what, I need to, I just, I'm just going to spend the $10 a month. That's what you need to do. I can't wait for the Masters. Masters week's the best week of the year. I'm, I'm all around Augusta that week. Me and Pat, it's our hometown. We're at Champions Retreat. We're at Augusta Country Club. We're everywhere. I'm jazzed up about it. Hope you are, too. Check out all the Tour Junkies content this week. It's, there's a ton. I mean, we're rolling it out for Augusta. Best week of the year. <clears throat> Say amen at the Kona. Hey, hey. May your screens be green and bend over your bookie for the Masters. Let's go. See ya.